and welcome to Circles and Spaces. I'm Azander and I'm joined by Dan. Dan and I are part of the Alpha Youth team. Circles and Spaces, the confessions of youth leaders. Dan, please just give us some insight into what what is this podcast about? Yeah, so Circles and Spaces, the idea was is that we create circles to listen to loads of different people and spaces to listen to lots of different point of views. So it's not just like one way, but we're looking for diversity and throughout the diversity looking to draw in unity. And I'm really excited just to hear from youth leaders, youth pastors, youth workers, parents, teachers, like just anyone who loves helping young people, like from all across the globe, see how we can learn, learn from each other, listen to each other, and maybe like implement some practical things we can do to help this generation serve this generation and love this generation yeah i think everyone's really uh, grateful to hear that it's not just going to be you and me dan um we're going to be inviting some incredible guests and they're basically going to be leading the conversation you and me are going to be basically listening um why don't you tell us a bit more of like the topics that we're going to touch on Well, I think when it comes to topics, um, I've asked a load of youth leaders and youth workers across the globe, like, you know, what would you guys want to be listening to? And so a lot of the topics are going to come from that. But I'd also say if there's anyone listening right now and you'd like us to cover a topic or create space to uh, have a conversation on a topic, like call in, let us know, call Azande on her phone number, which is... (laughs) We don't even have a number for you to call in, but you could you could DM Alpha Youth or something like that. Yeah. But the idea is is that, you know, this space will be vulnerable, honest and open. And rather than looking like the successes and the and the wins of every youth ministry mm. and the shiny and the glamorous stuff, we're gonna be more honest about like the failures and the weaknesses. Yeah. And I thought that'd be really cool if we just create this space where we can learn from each other, but not trying to like outperform or compete with each other, but just be like really real and honest. So if you don't mind, Xander, let me ask you, mm. you've been in youth ministry for quite a few years. You know, what would you say one of your failures or I guess mistakes was that maybe you've learned from that could help someone else? This is a beautiful question. Um, super, super exposing, but I, I, I'd love to share. When I actually look back at the day to day of like either leading young people, leading youth ministry, um, I just I always look back and think I just didn't take enough risks. Um, I think what happens is when you're leading you kind of like look around you to determine how you should lead and then you kind of completely forget your god-given gift to lead um and yeah i think i got caught up in like seeing what i should be doing instead of doing what god's called me to do love that love that what about you dan i feel as if you've led youth like youth ministry for about 50 years yeah i'm old old. that's okay talk to us about yeah talk to us about like Gosh, there must there must have been seasons, um, but I just want to know: is there anything that you felt like this is challenging? I wish I did this differently, or I completely bombed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so many things. In fact, I would say if there was any successes, they all came out of failures and weaknesses, and Ooh. you know, just being okay to fail you know that's that's the main thing like creating space to even fail. And you know, I think when you think about like a, a pilot you know and i've got zero tolerance for the pilot to fail it's like zero like if i'm flying to like i don't know where you're gonna we're go staying alive. this year yeah where, where are you gonna fly to this year uh phoenix oh really okay well pretty pretty big flight there cool so on your flight to phoenix how much tolerance do you have for the pilot failing absolutely not i've got a life to live yeah Dad. you gotta get to phoenix <laughs> yeah 
So the reason why we've got like zero tolerance of failure for pilots is because they've had seven years of training, you know, where they've had flight simulators, practice flights, flights with nobody on it. And now they get to a place where like they hardly ever fail. And even if they did, there was so much procedure in place to support that plane. And I think sometimes in ministry, we expect there to be zero tolerance of, of failure. But when really the reality is we're going through, when you're in youth ministry, it's like flight simulators. It's like test flights. It's like it's practice mode. And I think living out youth ministry like that allowing there to be failure mm. knowing that there might be a time when we get to a place where we make a lot less mistakes but in youth ministry there's always going to be mistakes youth ministry is always going to be messy and that's how we grow and that's how we learn so I think for me when it comes to like what would be my biggest failure and my biggest mistake it'd probably be putting the emphasis on the wrong thing I think for me my teenage years were so messy when I became a Christian I was age 18 and what I've always wanted to do is create environments where students young people could bring their non-christian mates and could experience jesus so i'd probably be more of an evangelist at heart which is someone who like literally just wants to create space for other people to encounter god's grace and his love and his mercy and so by doing that i put way more emphasis on to the the gathering and the meeting than i did into the connect groups and the groups and the crews and the discipleship now that all took took place but it was never the same level of priority. You could tell because our events, it was like this big communication plan. There was trailers. There was this, it was that. There was so much excitement around it. And then we'd be like, cool, well, we got Connect Group on Friday, if you want that, you know, and like, <laughs> as if young people are going to be... It's, it's, it's like a side, it's an add-on. Yeah, exactly. It's just this, you know, if you're free, you yeah. know, if you've got no other plans on Friday, you know, go to a Connect Group. Whereas really, when I think about now, is especially during lockdown, it was it was groups where there was community where there was authenticity when there was genuine relationships they're mm. the ones which have continued to grow through covid and i'm talking about growing spiritually not just numerically and so i think if i was to go back in time i would put way more emphasis into like raising up connect group leaders and creating space for young people just to know about how good they are and how important they are dan i think what would be really cool is if we sent out a few voice notes how do you feel about voice notes I love voice notes. I've been doing them more and more. I feel like the the tone of voice that gets portrayed is important. Um, do you listen all the way to the end though? Oh, 100%. I, I am a voice note queen. Right. I send like seven minutes. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven I minutes. <laughs> I would be listening to the end of that. Right, are you fast forwarding? Yeah, me? I get the highlights. Wow. Okay, I've got a plan. Okay. Why don't we send a couple of voice notes to some youth leaders asking them their greatest weaknesses, their greatest failures or challenges? Um, how do you think that would go? Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope people will be honest and open with us. I think we should also ask them what they think should be covered in the yeah. Circles and Spaces podcast. Yeah, let's let's have a listen to what they say. Hey everyone, my name is Keithan Schwan. I am a pastor on staff at Church of the City, New York. Hi, my name is Ariel and I am at a church called Rosemank Union Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Hey guys, my name is Josh Green from 24-7 Prayer. My name is Lizzie Evans and I'm the youth pastor at St. Peter's Church in Brighton. My name is Alyssa Nerger and I am the youth director at Pure Heart Church in Glendale, Arizona. My biggest failure as a youth pastor, I think, was trying to do everything myself, which was just burning me out. I would say the mistake I've made in the short time I've been in this particular ministry is that I've been a little bit reactive in the way that I teach 
uh, the youth about the Bible, um, especially relating to the ideas of society versus what the Bible has to say. I was preaching the gospel at this youth event in a really rough part of Manchester where I'm from, and this kid is sticking up his middle finger up at me the whole time that I'm speaking. And he just wouldn't stop. Five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by. This kid is not stopping putting his middle finger up back at me. I let the anger get the best of me. And whilst I was speaking, I put my middle finger up back at him. I know, I know, before you judge me, I'm only human. I came off the stage feeling utterly dejected and disappointed after I finished. The area that I never seem to nail is telling young people off. I absolutely hate it when I have to have a stern voice. And a couple years ago, at our youth weekend away, I found out that one of our boys had gotten hold of an egg and launched it into a bedroom. We came face to face and I just got the giggles. It was just all too much. Fortunately, he apologised and all was fine, uh, but I just cannot keep it together in those moments. My biggest failure in youth ministry um, is probably every time I have assumed something. Like I have assumed that someone knew what I was talking about or I have assumed that this is what they were talking about. So really it comes down to miscommunication. I would love to hear you guys chat about uh, metrics in the kingdom of God versus the metrics of success in the eyes of the world. Teaching the youth how to communicate their faith in a way that is relevant as well as helpful to the context they're in. Understanding the spiritual authority as a team or the expectation of being a team with integrity. How you and your team model discipleship and leadership. Love Alpha and thinking about all things Gen Z, evangelism, future of the church, all that good stuff. Wow, that was really honest. Uh, yeah. It's it's not easy being vulnerable. It's not easy when you're the one doing the confessing. Yeah, I know. Which is why I think it's important that we just like change the narrative and make it normal. Like even Josh's one when he was talking about like his sign language, like Whoa. that's pretty honest and open to be saying that kind of stuff. But I think that's the sort of level that we'd hope for that people could just be really open with their weaknesses and failures, knowing that no one is perfect. Exactly. And we get it wrong way more than we get it right. But yes. we keep going. We keep pressing forward we keep doing what we're doing yeah and i think like we'll always be on a journey of understanding how to lead young people and the thing is there are loads of stories there are loads of i guess ways in which you know we've maneuvered in the last couple of years as, as youth leaders but i feel as if there's also a lot of research that's been done and i know dan you've been working um, alongside barna um, would you like to just share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole idea is that when we do, like, I guess, create strategies or different projects that young people can be part of, rather than doing it for them, we want to do it with them. And instead of making decisions based on feelings, we want to make decisions based on facts. And the only way we can do that is by listening to young people. So we've literally done a global survey to listen to young people, 25,000 young people in 20 different countries, 16 different languages, all aged between 13 and 17. And one of the big things that keeps coming out as we look through all the different stats is that this generation is so open. They're so inclusive. Uh, they just want to listen and learn from each other. And I think it's so attractive. Mm. And so I think the big challenge for us as like older generations, as millennials, as Gen Xers, as baby boomers. And if you haven't heard those phrases before, literally, they're just different names for different generations, which have gone before. Um, how do we listen and love and serve this generation? And so the survey that we've got coming out, which was between Barna, 
World Vision, Biblica and Alpha. I'll be dropping May 2022. Um, hopefully it will just enable church leaders and people who love young people to serve them better. I love that. This generation is called the open generation. Yeah. Like it's just a phrase that, um, you know, we've used to kind of describe them. The last generation was called the connected generation. Yes. Because it was the smartphone that connected them. Yeah. Uh, it's like the openness, which seems to be joining this generation together. I love this generation. And in every episode, we're going to continue to share some more of this research, which will be really helpful for all of us. Uh, and this brings us to the end of the episode, Dan. It is the end. But I reckon if there's anyone listening and you would like to send us a voice note, either what you want us to cover, uh, what topics, or you want to be honest and open about your failures and mistakes in youth ministry, send us a voice note. And uh, we want you to do that via Instagram. We'll be able to save them and use them in the podcast. Just find Alpha Youth, Alpha YTA. DM us uh, your voice note it can be just a minute or so a couple of minutes and we'd love to uh, just hear from you and that's it from us but don't forget to subscribe so that you are the very first to hear the podcast when it comes out see you soon take care